The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of myself and my guests and do not reflect those of the Walt Disney Company or anyone else's employers. Here we go. Let's do this. Are you ready for something new? Gif! A new series! Let's make some history. When she shows up, things get kiffy. I have an idea. Magic. Yikesiola. It's going to get... Nut oil! What? Nutty. March 10th at 8 on Disney Channel and Wednesday, March 15th on Disney Plus. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast without a cool acronym. The podcast where we review Disney television animation shows. I'm your host, Chandler DeRochet. And joining me on the podcast today via Zoom, once again, we have Micah Hirsch. Hello. <laughs> so I today, oh, go ahead. I, I, I didn't have anything to say. That was all I was going to say. <laughs> so today we've got another new series from Disney Television Animation to cover. This time it's the musical animated comedy Kiff. And it's not a spinoff of Futurama. It is not. It's actually, I was reading about this because um, the creators of the show are South African uh, and Kif is actually a slang word for cool in South Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's cool. I, I love seeing animated projects that are very much inspired by people's own experiences growing up. I think this and Luca and Turning Red are all so cool i love i love i love seeing stuff like that um yeah. so uh full disclosure i was trying to scramble to get this covered because when they announced when it was coming out i was like oh crap that's right when i'm gonna be going on vacation um because originally i was gonna take a week off and that didn't happen um uh, it ultimately never worked out to get the episode recorded while i was in california i was gonna try to do it with my friend d gill who i was staying with but that didn't work out uh, i wanted to have him on this episode but his voice is still kind of shot so um and, and that's why this episode is running so late but it kind of worked out that um it it kind of worked out that the next one we're recording got pushed back by a couple of days and uh i've already announced what that one is that one we're going to be talking with bill motts and bob roth from the ghost and molly mcgee so that's going to be super exciting <laughs> who also wrote an episode of the emperor's new school <laughs> <laughs> they did they worked on a ton of shows um so i was i was going through their imdb um just kind of writing the notes out like you know what kind of shows i should um use to introduce them like oh my gosh well, this is so long um so unlike the other new shows that have come out that i've covered since the ghost in molly mcgee we're not going to cover all of the episodes that are on disney plus right now because i just don't have time to do that right now 
Uh, I want to still get this out in something resembling a timely manner. So today we're just covering the pilot episode. But to make up for it, I am planning on doing a live tweet on the podcast Twitter account on Monday. So stay tuned for that. Um, so, Micah, you don't really have a connection to this show, right? You just kind of, I, I asked you if you wanted to be on this one. You're like, um, yeah, sure. I heard of it. I heard it when it, heard of it when it was announced, and that's about you. You, you knew it existed, but that's about it. Because it's brand new, so I didn't, and I did, hadn't had time to really watch any of it. Right now, so not right really with, with a new show, it's really the only connection you can really have. Is well, I was excited for this. Let's see how it's gonna be. Yeah. Um, and Kip is voiced by Kamiko Glenn. Yes, who is uh Penny. Parker in Into the Spider-Verse and yes. Lena in the Duck 2017 Duck and she's also um apparently Baby Shark. Yes, yes, she and is Baby, Baby Shark. Shark. <laughs> um so I got the uh, production info really quick right over here. On June 17th, 2021, at the Annecy International Animation Film Festival, it was announced that Lucy Heavens and Nick Small were developing an animated series for Disney titled Kiff. The series is inspired by their experiences growing up in Cape Town, South Africa. The show is an episodic musical comedy, and appropriately, the title role of Kiff, as Micah mentioned, is voiced by none other than Kamiko Glenn, who also played Horse in Centaur World, among other things, so she's a perfect choice for the lead in a musical show because she can sing really, really well. Oh, I never feared the drums of war. Crush the skulls and I want more While you're hiding in the fringes I'll go out and I'll get my vengeance You can all be fearless too You can fight for yourself You're alright by yourself Cause you know only you can protect you Joining her is H. Michael Croner as her bestie, Barry. Rounding out the cast is James Monroe Iglehart of Broadway's Aladdin, Lauren Ash and Nicole Sakura of NBC's Superstore, Rachel House, who's done a whole lot of stuff, but you probably best know her as Grandma Tala in yeah, Moana, and Josh Johnson, who's written for The Daily Show and The Tonight Show. Rachel House is also Terry in Soul. Yes. Um... And like Phineas and Ferb and the Ghosts and Molly McGee, every single episode of the show has an original song, and the show's composer is none other than Brad Breek of Gravity Falls. <laughs> Anyone who's ever watched an episode of Gravity Falls can immediately recognize some of the music cues that get reused in this show. And there's lots of also music cues that are just inspired by like pop culture music as well that I noticed. Yeah. Um, kind of the first thing I thought when I saw this show was i'm like this looks like a lot of fun this also looks like something that i would expect to be on cartoon network and i'm a little surprised that it's on disney channel because it has a very different feel from any of the other shows that are on the network right now and that's not a bad thing by any means i think having some variety is great it just feels very different from anything else they've done recently a little chowder flapjab gumball yeah yeah absolutely it really does feel more like a cartoon network show than a disney show and again that's not a bad thing at all i I think it's pretty fun so that's just from my base knowledge about those shows is that it has that kind of feel to or at least the art style has that kind of feel to it yeah i mean it's less gumball because gumball is so insane well, um, no, i don't mean like the live action but i mean like talking animals right right right, right. It, absolutely it's like a flapjack or chowder style it's basically this town that they live in is this like 
um this this kind of community where it's a very um it, it's a very broad list of the types of characters that live there like there's a there, there it's, there's a lot of variety there's a lot of different kinds of people living there so and they're all anthropomorphic yes animals yeah uh so jumping into the first episode we don't really get any kind of a uh introduction to the characters it kind of just throws us into into it we right away yeah um uh, again i don't think that's a bad thing it's just uh it's just a little like oh okay we're we're just going basically there's uh, there's other shows that didn't do it that i think should have done it but this i think it was fine i think it works yeah we we are quickly acquainted to kiff and her best friend barry um so the first episode is the thirst for first i believe is what the title of the episode's called let me double check uh the title went by the titles for these episodes segments went by so fast and i was distracted by the sponsors yeah beginning. yeah there's uh, so every episode has like a uh a sponsor gag and um it uh they, they all tie into the the theme of the episode yeah so yeah, the thirst to be the first. Um, uh, Kip's teacher is kind of going through this this list of people who are the first to do various things, and uh, and Kip Kip is right, right there knowing every answer to this. And Barry's like, "Wow, oh, Kip, how do you know all the answers to this?" And she's like, "Well, they're going to be my peers soon because I'm going to be the first to drink from the new water fountain." And 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 where they're going to put the new water fountain is the old like dusty. Yeah. Cobweb ridden uh water fountain that they're gonna replace. You know, if they if they wanna get the 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 Diz Twitter people to shut up, they can say, Hey, this new water fountain in Toontown that people are complaining about, this is just the one from Kiffs. There you go. That it's themed. <laughs> now shut up. <laughs> well they they do people just think they don't have water fountains where you don't well, the Her complaint is water. that it's not a themed water fountain. I'm like, there's plenty of water fountains throughout the parks that are not themed. But, theming but, is a bonus for a water fountain. You do not need theming for a water fountain. But it's a, it, it's a town, so why wouldn't they have water fountains? I mean, well, it, the argument is not that they shouldn't have water fountains. The argument is that because there was a more themed water fountain that this replaced, but this one has a water bottle filling um portion of it which i think is much better than having a themed one that you can't fill a water bottle with i'd i'd much rather have the one i can use to fill my water bottle well me i'm over here being the weirdo who's disappointed that the re the remodeled gadgets go coaster isn't actually themed to the new rescue rangers movie <laughs> <laughs> well you 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 are not alone on that but i don't think there's as many people that <laughs> that, no. that movie was surprisingly controversial <laughs> Yeah. You want to take one last sip for old time's sake? You go ahead. I'm saving my sip for tomorrow. <sighs> Today's the day. Let's do this. <sighs> That's weird. Come on, Taylor. Quit slacking. We're awake now. Uh, well, uh, let's go make history. <sighs> Kiff wakes up the next morning and um, she realizes that um her tail is being all droopy and her mom sees this and is like oh you're sick you can't go to school if you got droop tail and 
basically the majority of the episode is then Kif trying to trick her dad into letting her go to school, uh, yeah. which her dad is not very bright. <laughs> Yeah. Which is why Kif's mom spells it out on the fridge that um Kif is, she literally spells out Kif is tricking you. Yeah. <laughs> with magnets. Yes, with, with fridge magnets. Editor Chandler here, I wanted to add in that um before Barry calls and pretends to be a doctor, um the dad goes and Googles Droop Tail and comes up with this article about droop tail being a possible early symptom of acorn coma written by Dr. Neverly on November 6th, 1864, which I thought was hilarious. And the other thing I noticed was that one of the results he ignores is how to hydrate your children, which is the actual answer to this problem. Um, meanwhile, um, meanwhile, Barry's at, at school, like, where are, where the heck are you? And, um, and Kif tries to have Barry call her dad at, like, pretending to be a doctor. And yeah. Barry cracks under the pressure. He's terrible at lying. Which is funny because, uh, actually this morning I had watched the, uh, where I had been behind on Big City Green, so I had caught up on that. And there was an entire episode about lying. And even though this wasn't the subject of the episode, it was just this one gag. It reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's uh, what's funny? Uh, oh, we also kind of skipped over the musical number at the beginning. Uh, it's kind of about her wanting to be first, and the music in this show is really good. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but I've never seen a school make that big of a deal out of a water fountain. Even the principal's kind of like, you know, do we need, do we really need to rehearse this? It's yeah. a new water fountain. You take a sip. But it's also like a reverse Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, it really is. It's a reverse Ferris Bueller's Day Off where she wants to go to school. And her parents are like, no, you need to stay home. I love the, I love the bit where she ma makes her tail be a puppet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Mm. Um, yeah, but this whole episode really is a reverse Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, cool. Like she tries to make herself look like she's better. Um, like I said, she has she has Barry call and pretend to be a doctor, but but Barry doesn't do star six seven on the phone, so the caller ID shows that it's Barry. Yeah, and there's a whole montage of a bunch of stuff where um she's she's thwarted in various and, ways. And the montage is a whole bunch of stuff happens, but it clearly only takes place over the course of a, like ten minutes. <laughs> Right. And she manages to mess up the fridge magnets so that um, after pretending that she's actually in a play about Droop Tail, her dad finally lets her go. Uh, and she gets outside and is having this whole fantasy. And then it smash cuts to her passed out on the lawn <laughs> with the sprinkler in her face. Yeah. And she's like, okay, maybe I'm not feeling well enough to go to school today. And then, um, and then she realizes, wait a minute, I'm not actually sick, I'm just thirsty. Which, yeah, dehydration can really get you. I was gonna say, like, I mean, it's clear, clearly if it's that bad, you're not just thirsty, you're dehydrated. Right, exactly. I mean, she hasn't been drinking any water for at least the past, like, 12 hours or more, so. Or anything. Any yeah, liquids. or any any liquids. Lick, every liquid, technically, most liquids have water in them. And most most liquids are largely water. That's kind of how liquid works. As are people. Yes. 
Well, now I'm thinking of that one haunted house at Horror Nights that they had that one year. Really? I think I've heard of that one. Was that, this is a total tangent, but is that like a, a, they wanted, what am Extracting I Extracting the water from they people. They want to harvest people's water for steam yes. or something. Yes. Which sounds it was really the steampunk dumb, one. Honestly, but yeah. <laughs> like a dumb, like why, that doesn't make any sense. It was it was very goofy, but it was fun. Like if you're har- if the whole point of harvesting the water is so you can so more people have water, then well, it was this. It was this. Basically, it was a it was a trap. The whole thing was a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> um. So Kiff arrives at the school. Did I miss anything? It's too, but it's too late. Um, yeah. But basically, Barry was able to cover for her and make it look like she took a sip, but it was actually a basketball with a couple of sandwiches taped to it. Yeah. Which, which, they, which, they, which they sort of showed you without telling you what, what it was. As it right, was it was a couple of PB&Js. I mean, they, they foreshadowed it. Yes. Without making it obvious what the foreshadowing was about. And obviously, I want to talk about just the the art direction in this. It's it's you 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 can already see just this is such a cool fleshed out world. Yeah. Um, I I love the way everything looks. It's so so well done. In the next episode, I don't remember. I don't remember the name of it either. I remember what it Fourth was. Fourth bath. Okay. Yeah. Well, name. This one. This one is uh kind of an interesting premise. Basically. Even though Kiff and Barry have been friends for, like, forever, for some reason this is, like, the first time she's actually having a sleepover at his house. Yeah. Well, by the time I had friends, uh, I was too old for sleepovers, and most of them are not in the same state, so. (laughs) Yeah. Um... My, My real question here is, why are they... If they're that concerned with, um... If they're if they're that concerned with conserving water, why don't they just have everyone take showers? I mean, obviously the baby isn't going to take a shower, but like the rest of them are old enough to take showers. Because it's a cartoon. Yeah. Showers. I don't think showers only exist in cartoons when they absolutely need them to. I guess. I mean, when you think about it, if there's a gag that requires a shower, they'll do it. But like, eighty percent of the time, it's a bath. I mean, what's one of the most famous lyrics of the Phineas and Ferb theme song? Yeah, but that was a specific gag. Giving a monkey a shower. Yeah. But baths are also just, in general, more cartoony, I think. Yeah. Um, but the the gag of giving a monkey a shower is much more specific than giving a monkey a bath. It that has more and more syllables and stuff. Giving a monkey a shower. <laughs> I don't know. I just I've see, seen a lot more bad from my memory than showers, other than for one-off gags in cartoons. With, even though nobody, I I don't know anyone who actually uses baths unless they're like a child anymore. <laughs> Everyone I know takes showers. Yeah. And maybe they're easier to draw. I don't know. That that could be it. 
plus plus the well actually uh i think most of the time when when adults take vows that's when they really want to like relax and do like a bath bomb or something like that well i don't enjoy either so i just take showers (laughs) (laughs) barry gives kiff uh a sweater and explains the concept of hand-me-downs which as a only child kiff has never heard of this concept before yeah it's a hand-me-down Mm-hmm. Had me do, and, and and uh, Barry wastes a bunch of potatoes. <laughs> yeah, Barry explains the the way that baths work in the house to Kiff using potatoes, which is a really, really funny visual gag. Imagine this potato that looks like it's wearing little headphones is Harry. Oldest goes first. Then you have Terry, this entrepreneurial-looking spud. This handsome but doesn't know a potato is me on the third step. You're a little younger, so this spunky kiff tater goes on step four, and this cutie baby potato is Kristoff at the very bottom. Now imagine this cup is the tub. First bath, second bath, third bath, and then... And then my potato just plops right in there after all the others to get clean. It's like, it, it, it perfectly, it perfectly summarizes how gross the concept of this is yeah and of course throughout the episode uh there's little uh 24-ism i guess little uh time stamps that time codes telling you how long it is till the bath with like 24-esque music in the background yeah, so basically, um, Kiff spends the whole episode trying to um, switch her way up the ladder to the first bath. And she has to do various things. Yeah, so um, the the older sister is like a, a YouTuber, basically, or an influencer yeah, or something like that. She has, she has the green screen set up and all that. And for some reason, she has two big bowls of ice cream in her room which end up getting precariously placed next to her laptop, which ends exactly how you'd expect that to end. And I don't know why she thought that was a good idea. The baby, (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) We're kind of going out of order. So first she switches with Barry and Barry. Barry, Barry does this whole thing where he is pretending that this is a very serious legal negotiation. Yeah. What's that? Shoot, hold on. They're telling me that I caved too early and that I stink at this high stakes stuff. No, Barry, you're nailing this. What do you want? What if I open this window for you? Get a nice little breeze going. Yes! That's how you close a deal, baby! Thanks, Bear. Goodbye, Ka. I love you. Which, you know, is something he could have done easily, but whatever. Then then she goes to the sister. sister, And then she talks to the brother, I believe. Yeah, the brother who is uh, very, uh, very Robbie. Very Robbie-esque. Hopefully not voiced by a horrible person. (laughs) So the baby has this toy. And the toy was also a a Hanmi-Doon. Hanmi-Doon. A teenager. And the teenager wants it back. I don't remember if the, the names of 
the characters other than Barry and Kit. <laughs> so basically, all of this is just sowing seeds of what ultimately ends up becoming just chaos eventually. Yeah, and she trade and for in order to get the doll from the baby, she get try she puts a wrapper that he can't read on a on a high stool he can't read, so he just tries to reach it. Or she does a switcheroo. Yeah, because she thinks he wants the. She thinks that the baby wants the candy, but as it turns out, no, the baby just wants the wrapper to it's, play with. It's a good thing he couldn't reach that because both the candy and the wrapper are probably are choking hazards. hazards. Yes. Oh, also, I love I love the the line. Um, I'll do your algebra homework for a year. I know I know what algebras are. They're uh, high school cooties. Yeah, and there was a line. That I remember hearing in something else, and I don't remember what it was, where she says, like, giving candy to a baby, which I'm pretty sure I've heard in something else. Oh, I mean, that's a common phrase, like, taking candy from a baby. Yeah, I know, taking candy, but the the opposite. I've heard, I remember distinctly hearing it in some other cartoon. I don't remember if it was Disney or somewhere else. Leave me alone in my horrible teen thoughts. (laughs) I don't. It might have been the Emperor's New School. I don't remember. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> but if it was, uh, Kronk said it. I don't know that if that's there because there was some line similar to that, and it might have been that that Kronk said at one point. So basically, all hell breaks loose. The siblings all start fighting as Kiff is about to go take her bath. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. The ice cream spilling on the sister's computer, that was her own damn fault. That yeah. had that was, that was had nothing to do with anything else. That was her own fault. Yeah. And then everybody fights. And Kiff worries. And uh, Kiff is about to take the first bath. And, she has and then she hears it. the chaos and, co- and comes out and, and back in the is like, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I ruined everything. And they're like, what? No, this is normal sibling nonsense. Yeah. I. Which, yeah. Yeah. As, as someone with siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a bit more cartoony than my experience, but <laughs> of course, I mean that's to be expected. It's yeah. it doesn't quite get to the level of like fight clouds breaking out, but almost. Because in my experience, most mostly just being annoyed was the the extent of my sibling argument, uh, sibling scuffles was just being annoyed with particularly me. <laughs> But then again, uh, I'm not my. There's a much larger uh, gap between me and like Barry and his teenage sister and his teenage right. brother and my sisters. So, I I heard one theory that if you're closer in age, you're more prone to getting into fights with your siblings. I can definitely confirm that. <laughs> Hi, Emma. Love you. And, and yeah, that's that's basically that the end of the episode. Man. Kiff ends up taking the last bath Ever. and is totally fine with it. And everybody, 
Stands outside the door and listens, which is maybe a little creepy, but whatever. He takes the last bath ever, and from now on, she's never going to take a bath again. <laughs> no, <laughs> Only I'm just, showers from now on. But there's a Band-Aid in the bath, which is really gross. Yeah. I mean, that's the point, but... And well, as long as long as nobody tries to sell this bath water, we're good. As long as the as long as the older sister doesn't try to sell the bath water as like an influencer splash, thing. Splash mountain water. Yes, the splash mountain water. I still it's gonna be the same dang water. Like You know what they should be you know what they should be selling and from me alone and a lot of my peers, they'd be making a lot more money if they were selling in those jars. The tears of the people <laughs> who are upset about splash mountain. Yes. <laughs> Bring on Tiana and the beignets. Yeah. Uh, but do we have it? Do we have anything else to say about Kiff? I, I can't think of anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. It's fun. I, I like so. it. I'm I'm looking forward to watching more of it. I'm I'm sorry I wasn't able to cover more of it this time around. It's just due to scheduling and everything. I just wasn't able to get anything else done for this. Yeah. And also, it's an episodic show, so it's... I don't think this one is going to be super serialized ever. Um, I mean, at most, I could see it being a bit like Big City Greens, where they have some story arcs. But for the yeah. most part, it's going to be pretty episodic. And I think uh, that's just fine. People um, people's hate on episodic shows for, I think, no reason. I think you need a mix of both. I think it's good to have both. And we're going to have both. We're going to continue... <laughs> The Owl House episode. is not the last serialized yeah. show. They're literally doing arc-based stuff in the Ghost and Molly McGee, and even like Big City Greens has stuff like that. And, um, tomorrow, and Moon Girl. Tomorrow there's a new episode of Big City Greens, and I'm really excited. And it's, I mean, I'm pretty excited for it. And it's not because Danny DeVito's in it; it's for a completely unrelated reason that it was. I learned at the same time. Um, one of my favorite characters on the show that hasn't been on the show in a while appears to be in this episode. Oh, who is it? It's Gloria. <laughs> Gloria, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like Gloria. Because she was in the picture, so I assume she's in the episode. Yeah. A picture right across from Danny DeVito. I mean, Yay. the character. Well, you can never go wrong with Danny DeVito. So, um, you got stuff to plug? Uh, I made a documentary called uh, Beware the Groove, The Making of a Cult Classic. It's on the Emperor's New Podcast YouTube channel. I'm also making, uh, on the, currently in the process of figuring out how to go forward with, and I may end up doing a, some kind of crowdfunding campaign in order to uh, get other animators involved, a film called Sharks um, that has delayed production a bit because of various reasons. Um, I have, that's my other YouTube channel, Fire Blast Studios, where I have lots of cartoons, including some animations from different podcasts, including sometimes this one, but not any episodes I'm in. Um, I have uh, my podcast that the documentary, I guess, is sort of a spinoff of, The Emperor's New Podcast, where I cover all the Emperor's New Groove-related media and sometimes things adjacent. And I'm still hoping to do uh, my April Fool's Day episode where one of the guests will be is his name John Sam. It's gonna be Home on the Range, and one of the directors is gonna be a guest. Okay, that's fine. Who was a guest? He was a guest on uh, music musicals. Je Jesse McKinnon. I can't say his name. Musicals with cheese, I think. Yeah. 
he was a guest on on their episode on it so i'm gonna uh try to get him on i mean i i've been in talks of getting him on i need to schedule it um and i but i want to have i want to do what i did last year where i have one or two other guests if i can find somebody who's actually a big fan of home on the range that would be really cool <laughs> that is a hard thing to find yeah i know but you know because last time you know kyle and tony are big fans of hooper and roger rabbit so i want to do a similar thing with that even though this is much less acclaimed film um yeah. and the director perfectly knows that it's not an acclaimed film and has various explanations as to why it's not the way that he I'm sure a lot of, like a lot of the time when that happens that a lot of that comes down to studio meddling yeah it's the opposite of it's studio meddling in the opposite direction of the Emperor's New, the Emperor's New Groove by the time it became yeah. Emperor's New Groove yeah by the time the Emperor's New Groove the, the executives were tired of meddling so we just let them do whatever made them laugh and this apparently they didn't like them doing whatever made them laugh. They only wanted things they thought would make the littlest of kids laugh. Yeah. All and, right. But yeah, for some reason, there's a, a booby joke in there. Mm-hmm. Even though the executives wanted jokes for only jokes for kids, for some reason, Roseanne squeezed in a joke about others. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Starport97 and at the YouTube channel Starport97. There you'll be able to find a handful of episodes of my flagship show, Theme Park Backlot, which will be returning this year with my upcoming 41 Years of Epcot retrospective, as well as my upcoming Once Upon a Time retrospective. That's right, I'm going through the entire ABC series Once Upon a Time from start to finish. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have no idea how long it'll take, but I'm very excited for it. I've also got episodes of Chandler's Cross Country Adventure Vlogs. The Cedar Point video is still coming out at some point, and after that I'll have other videos about other parks I visited. You can also follow this podcast on Twitter at Podcast Acronym. If you like this and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe. I'm on all the usual places, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Audible, Anchor, and select episodes of this podcast will also be available on YouTube. And if you want to help me out even more, you can also pledge to me on Patreon, patreon.com slash starport97. Just a dollar a month gets you access to every episode of this podcast one day early, which will usually be Mondays instead of Tuesdays. We also have a PWCA Discord server you can join. Link to that will be on the PWCA Twitter. And be sure to join us next time for a very special episode of the podcast without a cool acronym. I will be joined by my good friend Luke Skeed to talk to Bill Motts and Bob Roth, co-creators of The Ghost and Molly McGee, about the season one finale of the show. The Jig is Up slash Molly versus the Ghost World. And maybe a little bit about Season 2 as well, since that's coming out on April 1st. Right here on the podcast without a cool acronym. Algebra homework for a year. I know what algebras are. They're high school cooties.